Welcome to the Outdoor Country Talk Podcast, hosted by Jacob Poole and Jeremy Shaw, where we bring country living and the great outdoors together. Welcome back to another great episode of Outdoor Country Talk. Pooh boy, what's up, man? I'm trying to figure out why you got to throw the pressure out there. Why has this one got to be a great episode? They're all great. This is kind of like Family Feud. We got another good one for you today, folks. Well, yeah. The, the one we got on here today is going to be a lot of fun. So oh, yeah. Between what he's got to tell and what I got to tell, mm-hmm. it ought to be fairly interesting. But Yeah, y'all been... Uh... Heck, I guess finally slowing down from traveling the world hunting now. We're getting into the uh, almost in the old dog days of summer, so all the, the hunting is winding down. I guess fishing may pick up a no, little bit, maybe. turkey season is ending, but varmint season is on. <laughs> it's on right It here, is predator it? management going on. I, I think saw it's, that. It's been nine hogs, two coyotes, and two skunks died in the last two weeks. There here, you go. So we, you still got one on skunk them. running around out there. Yeah, and like I told you earlier, I, I fired some ammo at him yesterday at 200-plus <laughs> yards and still hadn't touched him. That's yet, why so. he didn't get any closer out there in the pasture. No, he, he was did. actually a little further today. I think oh, well, he, yeah. He decided maybe I got yeah, he, a little too knew, close he yesterday. Knew the, he knew the yardage on you. Yeah. So but, we're going to talk a little bit about some out-of-state turkey hunting today. Yeah, and we we going to go ahead and bring a guest in before we start and well, yeah, we were. I know we were talking about earlier today of who we were. Uh, said, man, we got to get us a guest on for today, and uh, and I know we talked to this this gentleman before about about being on. He couldn't make one of one of the other shows we had, but you know, I know you want to talk about your your recent trip up up to the the northern, I guess, border of the United States. And I knew this guy had went to, and he does some out of state turkey hunting. So I thought he'd be a great one for today. Well, in Kenny's defense. I think we called, we messaged him at like 10 o'clock that night because we had somebody that was supposed to record with us and they backed out. I think out. that's right. It wasn't, it wasn't a three or four hour heads up. No, and it was one of them, let's see if Kenny will do it. Maybe he's still awake. <laughs> yeah. uh, we had to get one to the radio station yeah, the next morning. Yeah, he didn't morning. just drop us. He just. Uh, yeah, it was it was bad timing or planning on our was. end. But we got him today. We do. We've got the old, uh, old ginger hammer, Kenny McLaughlin himself. What's up, Kenny? Hey, boys. How y'all doing? Man, we just right, buddy. How are you? Oh man, I'm living the dream. Well, Kenny, like living the dream. Are you holding down Vicksburg? Oh man, I think Vicksburg's holding me down. If you want the truth about it. Oh come on now. <laughs> what's no. the water like looking over? Yeah, what's the flood water yeah. looking like? Man, that river is just creeping down, and the backwater has. When I checked the backwater the other day, it was still sitting at 92 feet and some change. Mm. So, no, it's still a bunch of water around here. and Yeah. You know, that hadn't changed much since. <laughs> in the last, what, two years? <laughs> yeah, the last two years. <laughs> relatively so, in the last eight months, it hadn't changed much. But yeah. uh, Have your deer almost become aquatic species at this point? I, I think they've got web feet, if you want the truth about it. I think they've about channeled you know their inner mallard duck and that's mm-hmm. what they're doing now but um, he went uh, with the mallard he didn't go with a gawal or a, he go he goes straight for the mallard he went straight for the mallard no, didn't he? i've hunted with him a time or two <laughs> but now Always i've noticed he'll shoot first. whatever uh yeah he will it doesn't really yeah, it, it sounds good you know only shooting green today but whatever yeah, no. swoops in gets no, shot so I'm, i don't discriminate he don't discriminate yeah no. There's no point in but being given, like that. But given the choice. Given the choice. <laughs> well, Kenny, I guess before we get into the uh 
to the great turkey hunting and all. I know we're touching we're touching on duck hunting a little bit, which I think we all you know go back to. Oh, man, I, I, yeah. And we talked about it a little bit before we get started in the turkey hunt, but you've got a cool story. And I guess we'll go in. I didn't know exactly when we would talk about it in the show, but heck, let's throw it out there. Yeah. You've got a cool story. I know you and I, we kind of been hunting on and off together for probably at least five, six, seven, eight years. I don't know how long it is now, but you've got a pretty been, cool yeah. story about a duck call that you keep on your lanyard. And I know you know yeah. which one I'm talking about. Tell us, tell us, tell us about that duck call and and the story kind of behind that before we get started into our uh, turkey hunting around the world topic tonight, I guess. Well, uh, you know, I met y'all the, uh, I guess it would have been the winter, the winter that, that daddy passed away. He passed away that August right before, you know, hunting season and whatnot. And, uh, uh, when he passed away, I mean, he, he did, you know, he didn't have just a whole lot, but, uh, you know, my, my brother and I were fortunate enough. He had two duck calls that he, that he still had left. Uh, one was an old, old Jensen. He loved to blow and, uh, and an old DC 200, old duck commander call mm-hmm. that, uh, at the time was probably 20 years old. And he, uh, anyway, my brother, my brother and I each, each got the call, you know, we, I, he he took the instant. I took the duck commander call, and uh, ever since then, ever, ever since he passed away, I, I it's it's always been on my lanyard. And for the longest time, uh, when I met y'all, I, you know, I would every morning. I, I, I it probably hadn't been tuned or had anything done to it, and Lord knows when, but. I, I would go and, and always blow that duck call one time every morning, you know, during w- w- when I was hunting to, uh, you know, just in remembrance of him. Mm-hmm. And the first morning I met y'all, we duck hunted together at, a, at another WMA here in the state. And uh, remember, y'all had a draw hunt at, the, at another WMA the next morning. Y'all were kind enough, um, gracious right. enough to invite me on. And um, we went up there that morning and, you know, as as duck hunts go, which is one of the great great things about duck hunting, it was kind of slow, you know, and we were sitting there just, you know, having a conversation, getting to getting to know one another and whatnot. I started telling y'all about that duck call. And and so and I think at the time we had gotten we were also on the topic of species you know, species we hadn't killed. Mm-hmm. And and the majority of us had had never killed a, a Drake widgeon before. And uh I got to telling y'all the story about that duck about the time, you know, we were having that conversation as well. And I blew that duck call and five minutes later killed the first Drake widgeon I ever killed in my life. Sure did. Sure did. If I remember correctly, I know I mean you you blew the duck call and I was sitting there. I think I was to the left. I think Judd was maybe yep. in the middle. You were on the right or something like that. I, I remember y'all were to mm-hmm. the right of me. And mm-hmm. uh, and we were sitting there. You blew the duck call, and, and I was sitting over there. And I seen a pair of ducks coming in from the left. And I said, guys, here comes here come a pair of ducks coming right in the decoys. And I, if I remember right, I think I may have been looking at the radar because I think some rain or something was coming in. Mm-hmm. And one of, one of you said, all right, shoot one, shoot one. And I'm like, no, y'all take them. Y'all take them. I got my phone in my hand or something like that. And about the time y'all pull the trigger, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Boom, boom. And them two ducks fell. 
and I didn't say a word. I knew exactly what they were, but uh, yeah, I had yep. a pretty cool morning. Oh yeah, that duck calls, man. It, it and it, it the story gets even better with that duck call too. Uh, I was duck hunting at a at another WMA, well, the same WMA I met y'all at, and uh, one morning this year, and I had taken it since then, and and I actually took the reeds and and the out of a triple threat and put in it and started, you know, trying to use it a little more. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we were standing in some flooded woods and I remember a pair of mallards come over and we worked them in there and shot them. In, and while I was, while I was running the call, it started, it, it made a funny sound like something had gotten in the rage. I'm not, y'all know what I'm talking about, which yeah. I'm guilty of guilty of dipping snuff and stuff while I'm holding a duck uh-huh. call, which I know is horrible for them, but, um, anyway, I, I wasn't even thinking I was standing there and I went to, I was trying to be careful cause those old calls just, I mean, it's just a wedge, you know, it ain't no, right. there's no O-ring or anything or, or, you know, it, there's no, it's not a J-frame call where it's, well, it is a J-frame call, but you know, it's not, there's no little piece of plastic there on the tone board, right, right above the tone board to hold, hold the wedge in there. And so I pulled the duck call apart in the reeds and everything going to water. And I was like, golly, you know, so I started Googling online where I could find a set of replacements. And, and for some reason, I, I was having a having trouble finding replacement rate, you know, a, a read kit for a duck commander call. And I said, you know what? I'll shoot Justin Martin a message because he and I have talked from time to time. And I shot him a message and we got to talking about the call. And he got, you know, he was asking a bunch of questions about it, whatnot. And make a long story short, he said, man, won't you ride over to the call shop one day? And I rode over there on a, I think it was a Friday afternoon, and he and I sat in the call room at, at Duck Commander and got that call back going right and talked duck hunting for three or four hours. It was it was really cool. Yeah, yeah, I remember you uh, I remember you going over it. I think you'd call yeah, me. We were, we were on that hunt that we, we went in, and they wouldn't let us take boats because uh, – the oh, water was yeah. up. Yeah, we we swapped I'm still spots. Not over and... that either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember you. Uh, you were calling me that day because you knew I'd I'd go over that way a pretty good bit of work. I remember you calling me. How, long, how far is it from Vicksburg over to West Monroe? I, and uh, you told me, yeah, I'm going over there to see Martin. I said, heck, you say? He said, yep, I'm going to take Daddy's call over there. And well, and her. it just goes to show you how good of folks they are to man, you know, to answer answer your call like that, and then to to be able to sit down and and he sat there and tuned it for you, didn't he? He sure did. He sat. He sat there, and um, we couldn't find. He 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 rummaged and rummaged around trying to find the specific wedge that actually went in that call. But we got it back close enough, you know, and and it and it worked for me. And and then like I, I can't speak highly enough about the about him and the rest of those folks at Duck Commander. Man, I mean they they he he treated me like somebody he'd known for fifteen years, you know, and he's. You know, to us, I mean, and, and really, well, I mean, being after Duck Dynasty and everything, I mean, he's a, yeah, you know, a very well-known individual. Right. But, um, yeah, especially in the he, hunting community, <laughs> duck hunting community for sure. No doubt. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, it was, I can't say enough, enough good things about him, man. Y'all get, y'all get a chance to support him. I, I highly, highly encourage it. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's always been a cool story. Like I told you before we got started, that's just always been a cool story to me. And, and I've been with you several times. You'll, you'll, you know, 
pull it pull it up and and give it a blow and usually uh ironically you know they a, du- a duck or two usually usually comes on in and it's always been a cool story it always stuck with me through the years of you know you you toting your dad's call around and, and still using it and effective as, as most modern day calls are it's just always been a cool story it always stuck with me through the years oh yeah man it's a well and hopefully it's a, it's a tradition you can pass down too so yeah i mean that's yeah i mean we could sit here and do probably a whole podcast on traditions <laughs> and hunting and stuff but Absolutely. uh you know it, it that uh hopefully hopefully my my son or daughter will you know want to take it up and they'll get to take you know their granddaddy's call one day mm-hmm. so with daddy and granddaddies yeah yep yep i mean it's a it's a it's a i don't know it it i don't know it, it is it's really it's really ironic how it, it all seems to happen like that and you know the, i don't know that, that call's got got a lot of memories with it that's for sure yep well kenny swapping gears a little bit uh kind of moving on to our turkey hunts the uh I know before, about midway through the season, you and I got talking and kind of seeing where each other was going, and it just so happened we were both going to Wisconsin this year. And, Man, I... Hmm? And you had a different... I was going with some guys, and you were going to meet some guys that you were in the military with. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, really one guy, he was my uh, he was my sniper buddy. He was probably the, the closest friend I had while I was in the Army, and... Um, he lives up there, and the last time I saw him, he was in flight school at Fort Rucker in Alabama. And uh, we we still talk not not nearly enough, but we still talk quite a bit. And we just got to talking one day about you know, man, we ain't seen each other in a while. Blah blah. blah. This was like back in January or February. And, excuse me. And uh, we uh, we got to talking, and I said, man, I you know trying to figure out how we could meet up somewhere and whatnot. And I, I said, man, I, why, why don't I just come to Wisconsin, you know, like sometime in May, you know, and we'll hang out and I might try to kill a turkey or two, you know. And and that kind of just snowballed into me going to Wisconsin. And we met up and hung out, and I actually got to take him on his first hunt too. So it was, uh, it was pretty cool other than the outcome of that hunt. But anyway, it was a uh, – yeah, you know that that's that's how I I've always wanted to go up there, um, see that part of the country. I one state I've never been to, um, and you know when, once we kind of got to talking and stuff like that, I had a reason to go and a place to stay. So, I, you know, I jumped in with both feet. Air an opportunity. You're exactly right. And now you were in the central southern south southern central part of the state yep. is that correct mm-hmm. in the south in the south central part of the state um what unit was I, that zone one zone one okay zone one must zone. be big because we were in zone one also and we were yeah. up around alma so it's it's a big yeah. big zone up through there but now you hunted public land and had a lot of success well, i i stayed in madison and just kind of hunted you know, within a couple of hours of there, um, that's where he lives. And so I, I just, he picked out a couple of pieces of public and, and just kind of went with it and good Lord was good to me. 
Well, how did how did it go, Kenny? As far as the uh, the the, the hunts themselves, Look, we want the story. <laughs> Give us the well, story, brother. Well, uh, it all kind of he didn't get off work. He's he's a fireman as well, and uh, he didn't get off work till that Friday. Well, the way the tags work in Wisconsin, they run for seven days, so you get a Wednesday to a Tuesday. Well, a Tuesday at, at sunset. So my tags came in that Wednesday on May the 6th and went out on the 12th. Well, I might, originally when we got to talking, I was going to go, you know, I, he said, well, I don't, you know, I don't work off till that Friday morning. I got a four day, blah, blah, blah. I said, well, I'll plan on leaving Thursday, you know, and then I'll, you know, hunt that morning or whatever. And then, you know, you and I'll get together later on that afternoon and hang out one night. You know how it is, man. I, it, it, season had just wrapped up here. <laughs> at, I, I was at pretty cool. Got on you. Well, I, I went and watched the turkey die on May the first here, and you know, I was. I said, "Oh, well, this is a great way to end it. I can, I can chill out for three or four days." Well, by about that Tuesday, I was already itching again. So I said, "Well, you know, I could leave here." tomorrow around lunch and just drive straight through and go sleep in a pub you know go i already had a spot picked out on the public so i just go sit in that parking lot and uh because y'all y'all know how it is i think that's probably the duck hunter coming out in you too you don't want to get beat anywhere yep and because i so i struck out here about i don't know one o'clock or so i pulled up to that piece of public at a right at two o'clock look yeah, a little after two, and I took me a quick. I went ahead and got dressed and everything, and just got in the front seat of my truck and took a nap. And uh, I got in. It just so happened to be while while I was there, and I know it was. Yeah, it was a uh, moon was was big and it was bright. I mean, you could get out and you know, it was very bright. It was, and I got out of the truck at four thirty and was pulling my boots on turkey gobbles i was like huh like not not used to this you know it's an <laughs> hour before daylight this joker's already up here sawing logs and uh anyway the turkey was over on private but uh anyway uh that first spot i the, most of the turkeys were 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 over on private um heard a couple of turkeys along a creek in there that were a little south of me and I had a pretty decent walk to get back there to them. And by the time I got back there, I hung out in there for a while and never, never really heard anything else. And my gear started current cause I had pins dropped all over that place. And so I stayed in there with them for about an hour or so and never, never heard any more goblins. So I on to the next spot and went into another spot and got up on a, a big high knob and made a call and a turkey gobbled and he stood in one spot and I think gobbled 15 or 20 times, but he was way out in some private and I made a big loop trying to get as really as close as I could get to him. And just, I guess it was just the way the terrain laid in there. I, I went towards the turkey, but I, when I got over there and, and made a call to him, I couldn't hear him. And I said, well, all right, you know, 
you're always trying to, you know, be on the move and try to find a willing candidate. So I started on my way out and I got back to where I had struck the turkey from or within a 150, 200 yards of it. And I said, I've got to know. And I walked back up there on that knob and I made a call and sure enough, he gobbled and he was way on the edge. Of, I mean, he was on the edge of here. So I got in the truck and I made a big loop around there and as I'm coming down the blacktop road, the Joker's coming across the blacktop road. Mm. And I, I watch him run out in front of the truck, and he goes out into a private field. And he had a hen with him. And I said, oh, okay. You know, that explains why you're acting the way you're acting. But uh, anyway, well, so I was sitting there on, on, on X trying to figure out if, if I wanted to go knock on the door and see, you know, try to gain permission. And, uh, he started angling across the field. Well, I got to looking at on X and I said, dang it, that Joker's headed towards the public. So I slipped around there and, uh, ended up getting in front of him. And I think I killed him about an hour later. Um, and it ended up being three of them. Um, Two other birds worked in there. We had a, had a handful of hens with them as well. And, uh, you know, hit, the turkey I killed ended up, I, I, it, you just got lucky is really all I know to, I mean, how I know to describe it. I mean, sometimes the good Lord just smiles down on you and gives you a, you know, one that you probably didn't deserve. Um, <laughs> I think he gives a lot of them that we don't deserve. <laughs> you know, but. I mean, I, I had, had gotten in there amongst them, and, and they come by me. You know, I called the hens to me a little bit, but they kind of started drifting out away from me, and they got they, – they just come by, and they were probably, I don't know, 65, 70 yards, you know, a little, a little far, further than I ever want to shoot one. And um, I ended up – they started drifting back the other way and I ended up making a move around them. And, um, I said, well, I'm going to eat because the, the, the public went on out in there a little ways and they were out in a little opening. And I said, I'm going to ease up here and see if I can't see where they are. And I put a bush in between me and them and started easing up there. The wind had finally picked up, which was something I hadn't had all morning. And I got up there and eased around the bush and, their turkey was standing at 35 steps and he he took off running and i said you're you're an idiot you know so i just sat down on my knees and started Ugh. well i ain't gonna say what i was doing to myself but i was beating myself up pretty good <laughs> and uh i happened to look down and there was like i said it was this little public this field inside that, that block of woods there and I looked down, I looked through there and I could see two hens dusting in the corner of it. And I was like, and they weren't 40 yards from me. I said, okay, I wonder why they didn't spook. And I'm sitting there kind of like, man, you just blew it. And there's a redhead walking to me at 30 steps, walking down the, down the edge of the woods. <laughs> and <laughs> I grabbed the gun and, <laughs> and I mean, the rest is history. That was all she uh, wrote. That was all she wrote. And that was a, redhead met the redhead. Do what? I said, no, redhead met the redhead. Redhead met, redhead met the redhead. That's right. <laughs> and uh, anyway, and then uh, 
or killed him and 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 not in not in normal fashion normally when i go anywhere out of the state it's it's uh you know you you, if you hunt all day and you know and and typically in the midwest this time you know of year it's not getting dark till well after nine o'clock so Mm -hmm. you'll hunt and roost and then by the time you get something to eat it's you know 10 30 or so you getting into bed at the earliest and you're right back up at 3 30 i mean i i kind of made it a point that that I was just going to, you know, the main, the, the main focus of the trip was to go see him, but I was going to hunt too. And once I kill that first one, um, you know, the pressure's off. So you, you can, you know, I, I just was going to take it easy. So I rode around the rest of the day and kind of got acquainted with, there was three or four WMAs within driving distance of where I was. So I kind of rode around, dropped some pins, you know, just where you'd have some options because there was a little, a little pressure. I wouldn't even consider it much pressure at all where I was. And I, I think that might've been indicative as to when I was there, but I rode around a little bit and then went and met up with him. And, uh, then, uh, let's see, that was on Thursday. The next morning is what gets, what gets really comical, but, uh, I encountered a, Yet another ginger, but um, uh, the next morning, oh, was it was it cold when you were up there, Jacob? We had one was... one morning that was twenty eight. Uh, yeah. I think the high was sixty eight the whole time we were there. Yeah, but it was Me. it was just one morning that was twenty eight, and I think the rest of them. But the wind is what got you. Uh, yeah, and we were more in the hills. We we weren't really uh-huh. in flat land. It was more. And as long as you stayed, the turkeys like to roost about three quarters up them big hills. I called yep. them mountains. They kept calling them hills. And mm-hmm. after I had to walk up one, it was, I mean, it and Pike's Peak got to be close. I mean, I, <laughs> I, God, it was a long way up there. Yeah. But the, it was. when you topped out on tops when the wind would catch you, and it was like, good mm-hmm. grief, I didn't put on enough clothes. Man, I, I got lucky and. <laughs> My first out-of-state experience, getting snowed on and not being prepared for it, really. I left here with a bunch of clothes. <laughs> and uh, the next morning, I guess it was that Friday morning, I went back to the same spot where I'd heard and, and went in there way deeper and uh, didn't hear any rose gobbles uh, at all. And, uh, went, man, it was I think 34 degrees wind was blowing about 15 miles an hour it was cold and uh i said well i stayed in there for mm, i didn't give it as long as i gave it the morning before i probably stayed in there about an hour and uh i said well i'm gonna go hit another spot and i had seen a turkey on the edge of public the the morning before with four hens and when i pulled around to that parking spot there was a guy from florida parked there and y- y'all know how it is. I mean, I- I'm not that guy. Some people would pull in there. I mean, it, it was a- it was a very decent sized, you know, chunk of land in there. I said, no, I- it's just as easy for me to go somewhere else and not screw somebody up. So I kept going the morning before. Well, when I come back by there that Friday morning, that turkey was out there with them same four hens. And I said, well, let me go around here and see if anybody's there. And luckily enough, nobody was. Well. In this in this case, the 
the public actually extended out into the field probably 30 or 40 yards, um, at least according to what I was looking at. And so anyway, I, I eased around there and, and crept up to the field and I could see a couple of hands out there and finally got to where I could ease up to the field a little more. And I looked and the turkey was right down there on the edge of the field. Probably he wasn't 20 yards off the edge of the field, but the wind was, wind was up, but the, where this was in this field, it was kind of protected. And that's why I, I believe the turkeys was there, but they were out of the wind. You know, he was out there showing off for his girlfriends, whatnot. And anyway, I started making a move to, uh, to get in front of them. And I, I made my way into a little creek bottom that had a little water in it, but it was covered in turkey tracks. And, Right before I made my went down in this little bottom, I had looked out in the field, and the turkey was probably I don't know seventy yards off the field edge or so. And I said, "Well, if I can get up in here and get in this creek bottom, I'll be in the game," you know. And uh, anyway, I was a big oak tree up there, and I said, "If I can make that oak tree, I think it's where I'm gonna I'm gonna set up and see what happens from here." And I didn't make it halfway to that tree and I heard a turkey putt and I it was behind me and I, I turned around just in time to see a hen take flight and I was like man what has just happened here like I've, I've been within 150 yards of these turkeys for almost an hour and you know I, I didn't bump them in the woods at least where I was the, I, I, I don't know if I sent you any pictures of it or not but the woods the, the understory in the woods was just Thick. I mean, like, I, I, you, you know how the woods look in Missouri. You know, there's, there's always, you know, you, you have a hard time finding just, or at least the, the places that, you know, we've, we've hunted some of the same public up there. Um, you know, at least up there on that place, you know, it always is a 18 inch, 24 inch type, you know, tall understory in most of them places. Mm -hmm. Well, where I was, I mean, it was almost like hardwoods, but with cutover underneath it, and everything had a thorn on it. And so, but once you got in the little creek bottoms, it was, you know, clean, little, you know, just open, pretty. And, but all along the edges of them fields and stuff is fairly, you know, grown up. And anyway, uh, I made my way on up there. You know, that it was a fairly thick edge right there where I was. And I was like, man, I know this turkey didn't see me. Like, what, what is that? I crawled on up to the oak tree, and I peeked on out there in the field, and wasn't a turkey to be seen. I said, what has just happened here? And, uh, man, about that time, I see something moving over there to my left, and here comes a guy and his redheaded girlfriend just bebopping down the the <laughs> bopping down the edge of the field <laughs> she's toting the shotgun he's leading away and uh i said well, look at this right here and i stood up and got their attention and he walks on over to me and uh he's like man them turkeys come in there with you <laughs> and i was like I, I mean i i guess they did you know i i don't know he's like well i we rode by here just a minute ago, and the turkey was over here about 15 yards off the edge. I said, well, no, that's, he was a little while ago. Um, 
the last time I looked at him was probably five minutes ago, and he wasn't. He's probably sixty or so yards out there, seventy yards. And he said, uh, "I said, yeah. And I mean, I know the. I said, I know I'm. You know, the still on the pole. He's like, oh, this is so and so's field. Like I went to church with her every Sunday morning. <laughs> and and uh, I said, well, uh, I mean, I guess so, buddy. I was like, but. But y'all bumped them turkeys. Like, oh, there's no way we bumped them turkeys. There was a fence row between me and him. <laughs> a fence row, you don't say. And uh, anyway, it, it just it was kind of comical to me. He, he's walking upright down the edge of a wide open cut cornfield, thinking a turkey wasn't going to see him. But um, uh, anyway, that's how that transpired on that Friday, and then. Saturday morning was really cool. Uh, I linked up with one of his, uh, with one of his buddies, one of my buddy Trevor's fellow firemen. And, uh, he had a farm that we could go hunt. And, uh, we, we ended up having a, an unbelievable hunt. Um, ended up getting in a, getting in there amongst them. And it was, it was four long beards and, uh, I think it was six hens is what it was. Yeah, it was six hens. And uh, they all flew down and got together. And, and I, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I love turkeys. So to get to watch them all get together and then run each other around and, you know, just, just do turkey things is, is really cool to me. So we got to see all that. And they kind of all started drifting off into the woods. And I said, well... You know, I don't know. Well, we started kind of trying to get a game plan together about how to get in front of them, and lo and behold, the turkey gobble right in the edge of the woods. And uh, long story short, uh, one of them long bears came back to collect that hen he'd been hearing since right at daylight that morning. And uh, I ended up killing him, and he was the uh, ended up being the first multi-breeding turkey I've ever killed. And uh, he had solid black feathers on on his wings and on on both his wings, a handful of them. Um, it's a really cool turkey. And uh, I said Sunday morning, I didn't hunt because it snowed, started spitting snow and rain and stuff like that, and I just wasn't gonna get out in all that. And uh, I just wasn't that mad at him. But uh, then that Monday morning, I ended up missing the turkey. Um, took my buddy Trevor. He had never been hunting before in his life. His wife kind of, this is kind of funny. She kind of gutted him into it. Um, he hadn't mentioned anything about hunting. She's like, why don't you, why don't you go out and go with him in the morning? He said, you got some camouflage. I said, yeah, man, I got some camouflage. Come on, let's go. And, uh, anyway, I messed it up. Hindsight's 2020. I could have done a few things different, but, uh, um, it was, uh, it was a, a, a for for really only hunting four days and you know killing one and missing one uh, you know on public it was it was an action packed week for me or four or five days for me. Well, Kenny, you talked about something a minute ago. You've mentioned it two or three times in your story, and I'm not sure if most of our listeners have ever really used it. This was mm-hmm. really the trip that I used it the most on, mm-hmm. but that on the X app is phenomenal. 
Man, if you I'm, are hunting public land or you are hunting somewhere you don't know, it don't matter if you're hunting your neighbor's property. If you want to yeah. know where the lines are and who owns what and what the acreage is and a good aerial, up-to-date aerial view of it, man, that thing is priceless. Uh, man, that's I know I that's pulled the, it up when we were in Minnesota and Wisconsin and, you know, us trying to find the Yucatan WMA or us trying to find the Whitewater WMA. Mm-hmm. That was so easy to be able to go. Okay, go up here, take a right. Okay, we're in it. Um, y'all start well, well, looking. Well, and the thing, the thing I love about it, 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 you know, not only that, but you know, you get you get the aerial. You get you get your satellite. You you can do the hybrid map on there and get your. You get a topo and an aerial overlapped on one another. And then you can start finding drainages or where you know finger ridges run out over over a drainage or, or close to a field, you start, you can, you can do a lot, you can get a lot of work done that, that used to when you and I were growing up or all of us were growing up, you know, you, you, you were going and putting boots on the ground to learn that stuff where you can do a lot of scouting just from, just from looking at an aerial picture yeah, with a topo can, over You can like cheat a little bit now. Well, you can eliminate <laughs> so many things that That's you don't right. have to go look at. You yep. can look and go, all right, <clears throat> they're not going to roost over there. You know, everything there is five foot tall. Yeah, uh, no use mm-hmm. going down here's, here's ridges. Here's this. You know, there's a drain. They're going to be close to water. You can eliminate a lot of spots mm-hmm. so easy with that app. And I had never really used it that much. I had used it here a little bit, but I went ahead and paid the year-long pres- uh, subscription. Oh, yeah. And got the, you know, had to add all my states that I wanted to. And, man, it was neat. Like, when we were riding up through Missouri, I had it pulled up. And when I wasn't driving and was playing with it and was like, man, heck, if we see a bird on the way out, I want to stop and talk to Mr. So-and-so. I mean, it's got his, it it tells me he owns, you know, 812 acres here. And, you know, there's another little block he's got over there. Let's, Let's go knock on his. And even in the corona, we didn't knock on any doors, which... I'll tell that in a little bit, but we should have. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man, I I found. Uh, yeah, I, I'll always. I, I don't have a problem getting told no. I mean, I've been getting told no my whole life, so that that's <laughs> no, you know no problem with me. Um, but um, no, it, as far like you said, I them people up there. I mean, I I, I did have kind of a one bad. I say bad. Um, one encounter that was kind of weird, um, same kind of deal like you're talking about, was riding around and <laughs> was had gone and looked at another WMA and was actually trying to drive, navigate my way back to Madison and drove by a, a field and it had two long beards and a handful of hens in it. I stopped and looked at them with, with binoculars and they were, it was, it was a little bitty small field in between two houses and the property lines were right there together you know and i pulled up in there and the, and with the corona going on the, i pulled up in there didn't see a vehicle was like well okay you know um i guess i'll go ahead and leave and this lady come walking up and i went to you know try to be cordial and stuff with her and she like stopped me like 10 feet from her you know like hey and i was like oh okay well thank you ma'am you know she didn't want anybody around so so that, but that's okay. No, I totally advocate knocking on doors. All I can do is tell you no. Well, and it's amazing in my experience up north, and I know we've talked about it on here before, but 
those folks up there just, for the most part, don't care about a turkey. They're a nuisance. They're a pest. They don't, you know, they're like, yeah, go kill one. Uh, but and, and in other states, I've had a lot of luck knocking on doors. See, see a group out in the field and pull up there and knock on the door. Hey, do you mind if my buddy and I go try to kill one? No. Uh, I mean, you know, do you want us to breast? You know, we'll shoot an extra one and breast you one. Uh, you know, depending on how lucky we can get, we'll be glad to. You know, I've been on a kick trying to hit all the states that have turkeys in them. Yeah. So I'm trying to punch a tag. If if I get to keep the breast, that's great. If I don't, if the landowner wants it, hey, that's fine too. I'll breast him out oh, for yeah. you and fix him up, and you know, you're welcome to him. I just want to tag him and and build market little checkbox. So. Oh oh yeah, no, it's a, I mean I I I only knocked on a couple two door. Uh, that was only two doors I knocked on. The other guy was was really cool. He ended up. Uh, I, I didn't have my own ex zoomed in enough, and I just saw a house. And it was actually public land on the back side of it, and it was two strutters out in the field, one on either either corner of it actually, and each one of them had their own little pair of my hands, and I guess they were both comfortable with each other being in the same field. But I drove by and saw them, and come up there and knock on a guy's door. And, uh, when I when I pulled up in his driveway, I zoomed in a little further and come to find out somebody else on the fields and. You know, we, he and I conversed, and, you know, he he was extremely nice. He was like, man, you can park here. You know, he's like, look, I'm telling you, you know, go out there and hunt them. You know, them guys, they, they don't, they just planted. I promise you they want, them to, they want them killed. And I said, well, okay, you know, I was a little uneasy about it, you know, but uh, I said, okay. I said, you sure? And he's like, man, I'm telling you, it ain't no problem. And uh, ended up, it just, the, the turkeys were just in the place where, the public kind of cornered down there and there what you didn't have much land to work with is what I'm getting at. And when, I, when I kind of started, there was a little, probably I had to cover about 200 yards to get across the field and get it actually into the woods. And when I kind of started out in the field, they, they were just being, you know, I'd call them typical Eastern turkeys. I, I got out of my truck and walked a little ways and, so I asked them, and I made it about 50 yards out in there, and they just kind of started easing out and kind of eased over the edge. And I said, well, you know, there's no sense in me. There was no way for me to get in front of them. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, we And so I just kind of gave up on it, but he was extremely nice. You know, I mean, I, anybody ever goes anywhere. Like I said, all they can, I mean, if you've, you know, attempted to, to date a woman any time in your life. They, you, know, you ought to be used to getting told no, you know. <laughs> You're just trying to it find happens. one that will say yes. It happens. You know? Well, Kenny, I can tell you a story real quick that the own ex would have saved me several years ago. Mm-hmm. Pulled up at a guy's house. We're assuming he owns everything. Ask him. We were over in Kansas and uh, ask him, you know, sir, there's some turkeys out in that field back there. Do you mind if we go hunt them? Oh, no. Y'all go hunt them. Man, y'all have fun. Uh, Sir, do we owe you anything? You know, is there anything we can get for you? No, man, y'all go have fun. Well, he was grinning at me real big the whole time. Yeah. (laughs) And in about 30 minutes, I figured out why. He didn't own the field. He gave me permission to go hunt land that his neighbor owned behind him. And we get out there and get to walking up to it and 
turkeys are just over a hill. And I told the guy I was with, I said, look, we need to swing around. And when we come up, we really ought to, by the time we top them, we ought to be in gun range or be real close <laughs> compared to the last place we saw them. And as we swing around, there's a guy on a tractor easing his way towards us. I'm like, God, he's going he's gonna to mess this up. This guy's planting his field for that guy that owns it. And <laughs> no, that guy owned the field. And we oh, know no. what the blankety-blank we was doing in his field. <laughs> And I told him, I said, man, I said, the guy right back there just gave us permission. He's like, he don't own this field. I said, yes, sir, that's what, you know, he said he did, and you're saying you do. And he's like, well, I'm telling you, I own this field. It's like, well, yes, sir, I'm in, the turkeys are gone now anyway, so, I mean, it's kind of a moot point. And yeah. He said, well, if y'all want to, y'all welcome to come back. Well, we're by the time we left, we were done with that part of the, you know, we were heading on coming out anyway and it was like look yeah. we we are done i don't know which one of them actually owned the field but the guy that gave us permission was grinning at us a awful lot <laughs> like he was fixing to pull one over on his neighbor so at least i could have checked names and checked ownerships had yeah. i had the own x app and it might would have saved us a little bit of an embarrassing which the guy yeah, on the that... tractor was i mean he was polite to us i mean he it, it wasn't like he acted a fool which i mean well, that, he's on the tractor that, that... we're both toting shotguns so that that was that was kind of the other thing. I mean, I I walked out. It it made me uneasy. You know, I won't lie about it. Um, and I I didn't stay. Once the turkeys kind of, it was probably for the best because the turkeys just kind of like I said drifted over. There was a little creek bottom on the backside of that, and the public cornered at the at the edge of that field. And I just kind of was like, man, I don't know about this. You know, like I for one thing, I I, I don't feel like I. I'm coming. I'm, I feel like I'm coming in from the wrong direction for one thing, and then two, I don't, I don't know about this. So, I just went on ahead and left, you know. And, um, but like you said, for the most part, I mean, I, I will say, as far as running into people and talking to locals up there, um, it seemed like more people turkey hunt up there than they do in in, in other places I've been, you know, Kansas and and you know stuff like that. Well, um, we ran into a lot of folks from Arkansas, from Mississippi, from Mississippi Delta. We we actually ran into really? a group. We had gotten, we had gone in. I had seen a turkey bright and early that morning. I mean, you know, like you're saying, it's get breaking day at 5 o'clock. Well, at 5 o'clock, it's mist and rain, and I'm looking across a field where I can see a half a mile, and I got my binoculars up, and I see a turkey come across the field, zoom in on him pretty good, and believe i see a beard and i'm like all right here we go well i yelp at him well he turns and starts coming right down the field to me and wound up he turned off and and went off in the woods and got down the goblin down in there well the guys i was with they had gone together that morning we didn't have good cell phone service so we had made an agreed time you know we were trying to hunt on a schedule don't ever hunt on a schedule (laughs) um you know, you we were, we were going to give it two hours, and then we were going to meet back up at the truck. And basically, they had gone one direction that morning. I had gone the other direction. And the way them mountains and valleys just kind of fell off, it was like, look, if he comes across that one, he's well, y'all are welcome to go get him because I ain't going down there unless I can absolutely have to. Yeah. Well, turkey wound up dropping down in the bottom didn't actually come back out in the field and strut and i don't know if the rain had him messed up and they decided to stay in the timber or what but we met back at the truck 
went to another spot. When we got out, uh, Wayne jumped out and, and yelped a few times. And when he did, he, he come running back to the truck, and he said, there's one goblin down there. All right? You hadn't got one, so take off. Well, when he took off, we got to looking on on X. I said, look, there's private land that, that joins right here, but then there's public back on this other side that this road goes to. Let's go pull around here and see if we're any closer than he is to him. Mm-hmm. So we jump in the truck and we ride around, get to that spot, and sure enough, where we were parked at the second time was closer than where we dropped him off the first time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you know, he's already headed in there, so let's. I'm not coming at the turkey from a different direction and taking a chance of one of us getting shot. So that's right. Let's let's just leave him alone for a little bit and let's go look around. Well, we we pull around about another mile and a half, two miles to another little parking spot and get out. Before we even shut the door good, I hear one gobble. Well, I got to look and I said, y'all, there's another, I told Max, I said, there's another parking spot right down the road. Not, you know, a mile down the road, you could actually see it from where we were. I said, but Max, I think there's a truck down there. Well, I get my binoculars up and look, sure enough, there's a truck down there. Well, we pull down somebody from Mississippi. Really? As we're sitting there kind of debating what we want to do, I said, man, I said, let's go back to the other spot and see if we can hear another one. Well, we start going to the truck, and when we get in the truck, there's another truck pulled in that spot we had just left a few minutes before. (laughs) I said, well, let's have fun with them at least. They got out, and they walked up about 100 yards in front of the truck. I grabbed my gobble tube and hit it. And you just see them, they're walking, and all of a sudden they stop in mid-stride. Both of them go to looking, and Max is over rolling. He's like, hit it again, hit it again. So I hit it again. <laughs> you see them both getting binoculars up, and they're looking. If they're listening to this, guys, I'm going to apologize. We we pulled up there a few minutes later, and they were like, man, did you hear that turkey? I'm like, yeah, I did. But with this wind, I couldn't tell where he was from. And they were like, oh, man, he sounded like he was closer to where y'all were. Like, well, it's it's another truck from Mississippi already over there. Well, these guys were from the Delta, so we got shooting a breeze with them for a few minutes, and they had been in the other part of Minnesota and had moved over to the white water where we were. And, gotcha. you know, we're just trying to find a bird. And But now they had some of the neatest techno camouflage. You know, uh, Sitka's got some techno. different patterns, kind of like the snake patterns. and Yeah. Whatever they had on, it looked like a Tetris board gone wrong. You know, anybody's <laughs> ever played Tetris before, that's what it kind of reminded me of. It was that little check yeah. pattern stuff. So what you're saying is they didn't have on the Lord's camouflage. They they weren't wearing any uh, any any mossy oak that I had ever seen. Uh, it it wasn't a bottom land on for sure. Now, I was covered in it, but they were not. Hmm. Actually, I think I had on some – I actually had on some real tree. Oh. Hmm for part of that hunt i had swapped overalls and you know i had my shorts on underneath but the overalls was covering the rest of it trying to change your look up mm-hmm. well just blending in with the where we were at it wasn't that green yet it was just starting to green up and i felt like i was sticking out so no my luck had been running pretty good i didn't have any complaints so uh it, it didn't really seem yeah about every morning you sent us a good picture bright and early mm-hmm well, the That's sad thing is, is we, we have hit this with Kenny to where we about out of time on this show. I don't know if we're going to get into the wild tour today. We might catch into it next time. Yeah, we may have to do the wild tour next time. Yeah. I will go ahead and tell the wild tour 
got named the Wow Tour because Wow or Wild? Wow. W-O-W. Waiting on Wayne. Gotcha. We actually came up with a song, and I'll sing it on the next one. I think Wow Tour actually started when we were we went duck hunting in Missouri. It seemed like we were waiting on Wayne then. Yeah, waiting on Wayne at the airport. Yep. Waiting on Wayne on the duck blind. Yep. Uh, poor Wayne. Poor Wayne. Yeah, poor Wayne poor was Wayne. waiting on Wayne while he was getting that uh, driving trophy in Arkansas. <laughs> poor Wayne. He just, he's not here to defend him poor self. Oh, man. Kenny? Hey, same he seemed like a good guy. I've only met him once, but he well, seemed like a really good is. guy. And Kenny, he's big in NWTF just like you are. Yeah, he. Uh, that's where I met him. I actually met him in uh, in Kansas. Uh, I remember when that was. It's been three springs ago. Were y'all on a hunt with Jimmy? Yeah, he he was there, and Jimmy invited me up. And uh, yeah, he was there when I when I we were up in. It's the only time I've ever been in northern Kansas. Uh, somewhere not, we weren't far from Nebraska. If my memory serves me correctly. Hmm. Um, not tr- not terribly far, within an hour or two in Nebraska. Um, but in the northern part of Kansas. But yeah, he was there when I got there. We we talked quite a bit. and um, He seemed like a really, really cool old dude. He is. I'll tell you this, old dude around. or not, he can uh, he'll he'll keep the pace. That's for sure. <laughs> I heard that. It, it, it may age legs may be aging, but they uh. Well, he had a, he had a couple of nice little moves in your uh, in your happy birthday video. That yeah, he did. He kind of made the whole like video. <laughs> it, it was a lot of nice folks that, that were. Well, willing I was to talking. Do that I was talking to your wife, and she hit me up about it. I was like, yeah, I'd be glad to do it. And then I I said uh, I said, so what I was going to be including this? She's like, oh. It's all kind of great stuff. I so I can't wait. And then there was old, old Wayne up in there. Yeah, I, I think Wayne broke the internet that day. Had we, and I started to have fun with it and yeah, send that caption all on its own uh-huh. and see if it would go viral. Yeah, that uh, one of your local celebrities, legend, <laughs> outlaw, whatever you want to call him here. Yeah, is putting on the moves at sixty. Did we get his consent to talk about him tonight? I don't know, but uh, we're don't actually, really care. No, no. <laughs> He'll just have to fuss. That's right. He, he's good at it, and I've gotten good at listening no to it. So it's all right. I'm sure his I'm sure his skin's pretty thick being around you two. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Well, Kenny, we enjoyed it, man. We're about running out of time on this one. Yes, sir. I enjoyed it. Thank y'all for having me on. Yeah, we had to catch up again and uh and, and oh, relive yeah. some old stories. We, we need to get on this duck hunting, man. We. I've had enough talking about turkey hunting. Everybody knows how my turkey season went. I've had enough talking about turkey hunting. All right. I could sit here and talk about turkey hunting until we're blue in the face. Yeah, Kenny, you know me. We, oh, we, we could talk about it. But now we can always discuss deer hunting, fishing. Oh, yeah. uh, we, we can go over a many a multitude of topics. Well, guys, yeah. it's been a good one. I enjoyed it. Kenny, appreciate you being with us. And everybody, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Outdoor Country Talk. God bless. Ain't nothing like a southern air Lord, to make you feel alright I got the windows down I got the radio on